Welcome to the Strategic Planning Podcast with financial coach Mike Flanders. With more than 40 years of experience in the financial services industry, Mike knows the X's and O's that'll help you achieve your financial goals. It's time for the Strategic Planning Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome into this week's edition of Strategic Planning Podcast. We always appreciate your time on the show. And this week we're talking about the house. This one is on the house. We're going to dive into a few things about the home. But before we do, we'll say hi to Mike. What's going on, buddy? How are you? Hey, Mark. I'm doing great. And um, just gotten back from some time up in the mountains with uh, one of my uh, daughters and her family. Nice. And I heard about a new movie that uh, they were asking me about if I had seen it. I don't know if you've heard of this movie. It's uh, called Constipation. (laughs) No. (laughs) You've not heard of it? No. Oh, it never came out. Uh, 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 <laughs> bump. Yeah, right. Uh, that happens when you go off with your grandchildren. That you is a, I was gonna say that. I was gonna say that's a dad joke or a granddad joke. <laughs> right. Nice, nice, very cool. Well, good. You doing all right? Yes, I am. Very I am good. Doing well, thanks. Fantastic. Well, listen, let's talk. Hey, you know what? One of the you know one of the favorite rooms for a lot of people in the house is the uh, is the old bathroom there. there but let's talk about the home real quick and how it kind of fits into retirement plans, uh, or at least it should be. And sometimes people don't do that. Whether it's downsizing or having rental properties or whatever the case is, people have a lot of questions, especially this year because with the rate changes, there's been a lot of conversation around some of these things. So, where do you stand, Mike, on the debate of pay off the house as soon as we? can, or maybe you did a refi or whatever, and you've got this, you know, you're really low interest rate and you're paying it off slowly, even into retirement. Where do you stand on that debate? Yeah. Um, as always, it depends. Um, <laughs> the, uh, the individual situation is going to, uh, really drive this kind of a question. You know, if you've got a really good low interest rate on a mortgage, that's great. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm, I'm happy for you. I want to make sure that happens. We've done a lot of refis for people this year, actually, um, with some of the uh, mortgage people we have available to us. And um, it, it's worked out real well. But, you know, with the current tax, uh, income tax situation that we have where uh, itemizing isn't as often um, a key thing, you've got a, a large standard deduction that oftentimes eliminates the need to um, itemize unless you're just doing a whole lot of charitable giving. Uh, you know, you're limited on your income tax uh, deduction for state income tax and property tax combined to only 10000 a year. If you don't have that much of a mortgage um, interest, then you may not be getting above what the um, uh, limits are as far as taking the standard deduction. So if you're not using that mortgage interest and you can pay it off, I'd pay it off. I tell you what, there is a ton of security and comfort in having a place to live. And all you got to do is keep it up and uh, pay the insurance and the property taxes. And you got a a place to live and it reduces your uh, required income uh, need during retirement. So it's a good thing to pay off a house. But if uh, the itemizing of things and your interest rates low, hey, if it's fitting into your budget, go for it. Uh, I, I don't have a problem with it particularly. You just got to make sure it makes sense for the whole um, situation yeah. all the way around. Cash flow, interest rates, tax situation, the whole thing. Well, just to have a little fun and put you on the spot, if you had your druthers, would you prefer mm-hmm. to have it pay off going into retirement? Or you know, is it really that negligible that you, it's not a huge deal either way? 
yeah, personally, I want to have it paid off. Okay. The tummy rule, I think, applies for a lot of people. I, I call it the head or the tummy rule. The math mm-hmm. and the math might say, the head might say, this makes more, whatever you know, the scenario is, makes more sense. But the tummy rule might say, you know what? I just would sleep better if I had it gone, if I had it off yeah. my head. I, I just remember as, as a young advisor years ago, I mean, this was back in the 80s, I guess, early 80s, had a client mm-hmm. who... Um, the business uh, was bought by another company. And so they got a, they got a payout and all that kind of thing. And, and he paid off his house. And I said, oh, why'd you do that? I mean, you had such a nice deduction and all that kind of stuff. Right. And he just said, yeah, I sleep better. Yeah, and, there you, go. Um, you know, as a 20 something or 30 something, however old I was at the time, uh, hearing that uh, from a guy in his 50s or 60s or whatever it was, I just thought something I need to tuck away and, and think about a little bit and come to a conclusion on. And, and I've always said, yeah, pay the house off. I mean, we that- paid one off and then we went and we did exactly the opposite of what we're going to talk about next, I think, as far as downsizing. I remember you saying something <laughs> downsizing. Yep. We upsized. <laughs> and uh, I can talk about that a little well, bit. Well, you, but, you uh, have like, you know your own army and grandchildren. So you kind of had, <laughs> had to upsize a little bit, but I have a place to put all these gotta have a place for it. But that's downsizing is a huge uh, conversation piece a lot of times. So when you're advising new clients or whatever the case is, inevitably this question does come up quite often. Now, you know, here, you know, down here in, in the South and maybe you know, might even say the rural area, sometimes people don't want to downsize. They want to have that, the family home that's been around mm-hmm. for a while or whatever the case is, but there's other reasons to downsize from than just the math. Now, that might be part of it, and that's certainly something that gets covered. But what if it's a logistical thing? What if your bedroom is on the top floor and you just can't go up and down stairs anymore? You know, there's absolutely. lots of things to consider. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It's an issue that needs to be thought about. And, you know, we talked last time about uh, long term care and uh, how, to, how do you plan for that sort of thing? And that was one of the things we talked about, you know, having a, a bedroom on the ground level where you can get in and doors wide enough to get wheelchairs through or, or various things. Yeah, it, it, it is a, a consideration. And, um, you know, another thing uh, that a lot of people think about is not having uh, to keep up a big yard or maybe not even having to take care of the house. So they want to get into yep. maybe a situation where they're in a condo unit or a townhome where the exteriors all cared for. Uh, the yards and the housing and so forth, or, or into a retirement uh, community where uh, you might have staged uh, care available for that long-term care issue, but you right. downsize into a smaller situation. Hey, it's a lot easier to take care of as far as housekeeping and uh, you know maybe have access to uh, meals uh, outside of having to do the cooking yourself. So downsizing is something like that, downsizing into a small home, downsizing to get next to children or our grandchildren even. Um, you know, there's a lot of reasons to get into a smaller home that people have. And, uh, but then you have, you may, you may see the first question again, right? Cause if you downsize, you may still have a mortgage, even if you were trying to pay it off, depending on what you make. And obviously from the sale of the other, yeah, yeah, what you're able to sell your existing home for, or if right. you move from a renting situation to a buying situation, what have you. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it is important to consider all these things relative to Cash flow, tax, family situation, health situation, that yeah. sort of stuff. You know, it's funny. I was thinking when you were talking about the downsizing thing, uh, mm-hmm. it was not funny, but it's actually a little bit sad. But thinking mm-hmm. about the downsizing situation, you're talking about some people, it used to be a very, there was a very big trend on saying, you know what, uh, maybe maybe your spouse passed away and you wanted mm-hmm. to move to a retirement community where you could have some interactivity with other people. 
so you can have right. some social, you know. And now what's happened with COVID and stuff, it's that's yeah. like the least attractive thing to a lot of seniors. My mom, she lives in yeah. a retirement apartment building, but it's all the community services and stuff are done. You know, none mm-hmm. of that stuff is happening there. And she's like, you know, I'm totally fine with that. She's like, but at the same time, she's like, there's a nice little benefit that's kind of out the window. Yeah. And uh, yeah. it's really yeah, that, is, to, to that is a consideration a lot of people have been talking yeah. about uh, with getting into their having seen the overreach <laughs> in some cases, but for a good reason. Sure. Yeah. Uh, to, to protect people and that sort of thing. Um, maybe they, they'll figure out a better way to do it if this reoccurred in 100 more years from the right. last time. <laughs> there you go. I'm, I'm okay with that. 100 more years would be fine. <laughs> Uh, all right, so moving along here, we're talking about the house. Uh, you know, do you pay it off? Do you keep paying on it? Do you downsize? Do you need to? Do the knees say you need to do it, or does the math say you need to do it? Lots of things to consider when it comes to the home. Are you a rental property kind of person? Now, everybody, you know, has mm-hmm. heard a million times over that it's a good way of creating income in retirement. But there's some caveats to that that you got to make sure you're aware of. Do you own rental properties, or have you ever done it? Uh, no, I've never been a fan of that. For a, a variety of reasons, I'm but, not um, handy first and foremost. Exactly, and I don't want the 2 a.m. tele the toilet call to your to right. your joke earlier, right? I don't want the 2 a.m. call saying, "Hey, the toilet's broke. Someone needs to come fix it." So it's like, yeah, yeah. No, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I mean, uh, when I was younger, I, my wife asked me if I could just change out a toilet seat in the children's bathroom, and I ended up busting the whole toilet and put water all over the floor. <laughs> he asked me, "Please don't never do that again." Bathroom. Yeah. So yeah, don't do that stuff. So yeah, rental property, there, there are some real values to having some skills to take care of things like that. But you may be the most skillful handyman in the world. Uh, if you are, and that's how you're planning on taking care of rental properties, be prepared that your schedule is not necessarily your own schedule. Yeah, if you're working right. another job and this isn't your job to run your rental properties and, and you're trying to take care of that sort of thing, that's, that's going to create some... Um, yeah. Tiredness. <laughs> yeah, well, and if you want to stay busy, that's a. I mean, it could be a great way to keep busy. Could but be. from a, from an income standpoint, they can be quite useful to adding some dollars to Absolutely. the income coming in. But just bear in mind that there's also that outflow, right? Because mm-hmm. you're going to have to replace things and so on and so forth. Or maybe you want to hire a property management team to manage yeah. your rentals. Just bear that you know budget that in mind, right? I know everybody that's doesn't right. like the B word, but budgeting is very important, even when you have extra properties. It is. And, you know, a real important thing I I think a lot of people don't consider uh, when they are doing rental property. And don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that this isn't a way to produce income in retirement, but oftentimes, just like when you're doing your own personal home or buying a car or some new gadget or thing you want, emotion enters into it. And it's not always the easiest thing to do is to pay the right price for a property. So yeah. when you're buying rental property, you got to pay the right price so that you your expenses uh, are in line and you can positively cash flow that thing. I've got a son that does a lot of rental property or, or I say, I don't, I shouldn't say a lot, but he does a, a fair amount of rental property. And his focus has always been buy at the best price he can and then really hunker down with other income, not just from the generation of income from uh, rentals, but pay that mortgage off that he used. And then, um, you know, once he gets it paid off, roll into another one. So he's got cash flowing properties without a lot of risk. That's one way to go at it. And that's how I would tend to want to do it in retirement because I wouldn't want to have a whole lot of debt. Right. We have a situation where rental properties go blank because 
for instance, right now we've got very low interest rate and a lot of people that are renting are looking to buy. Sure. Uh, yeah. Great point. Yeah. So you might have a tenant that's been in there for a number of years and then all of a sudden things are looking really pretty for them to go buy a property and they're gone. And so you got to replace them. That's another issue with doing that in retirement is finding new uh, tenants. And not impossible, just little headaches. Um, you know, it depends on what you want to do. Yeah. So. And there's great t- there's great tenants. There's great renters out there. Mm-hmm. But it, yeah. it does tend to slide slightly more on the scale of if it's not theirs, they don't own it. They don't tend to take as good a care of it. Now, again. You have those issues too. Yeah. Uh, usually I'm, whenever you have a turnover in the tenant, you're going to have some repair. And have some repairs to do. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, there's just lots of things to, you know, ponder if, it, if rental property mm-hmm. is on the horizon. Now, with all those three things, three things said, let's wrap it up with this, Mike. What complications, if any, have you encountered? And I'm sure you probably have when it comes to real estate, whether it's just the family home, whether it's a condo, whether it's four properties, whatever it might be when it comes to, you know, passing away and doing the estate and the legacy plan. Because, you know, sending this to the next generation can be... Uh, challenging for lots of reasons, not not the least of which just the infighting that sometimes can happen in families. Sure, sure. Yeah, I mean, there there are uh, several things that could occur. Uh, number one, if there is a mortgage on the property, who's going to handle the maintain the mortgage until the property can be sold? Right. Have to hit in a time frame like a 2008, 2009, and even coming forward for a few years there. You know, that can be a pretty difficult thing where you are saddled with a mortgage that you got to pay and um, maybe not a, a whole lot of uh, opportunity for uh, buyers to come along and, and take you out at a reasonable price. You can usually sell them, uh, but you may not be able to sell them at the price you feel like they're worth, might have to take less for it. Uh, another thing that uh, oftentimes uh, can be an issue for families is um, if, if the real estate is a big part of the estate, uh, you know, maybe... Uh, some things have been uh, spent to take care of uh, family members, either in the home or in nursing care or something like that. And so the big asset that's left is the uh, house. How do you divide that up? Or what if somebody wants to keep it, wants to buy it, doesn't have the cash to buy it? Who's going to finance it? You know, all kind of things yeah, especially like that. When you got multiple kids, right? You could well, have yeah, one yeah, who wants it, kids. one who doesn't. Um, right. A lot of times you see situations, you mentioned moving away. Sometimes you might have a child who lives, you know, on the other side of the country and they're like, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't care. Like my, that's the situation for my wife. We live here uh, and her uh, sister and her parents live in Wyoming. And when they pass, she's like, I don't want the house. I don't want to deal with it. Now she doesn't care yeah. about necessarily, um, you know, a legacy, but there's situations sometimes where it's like, well, if Johnny gets the house, what do I get? You know, or right. whatever. Right. right. Yeah. And so Johnny might have to finance the house in order to give the cash. And exactly. so it's, it's not insurmountable type things. Typically, sometimes there is, uh, but you know, there, there's the other issue, you know, who is the decision maker? What if the executor is a joint executor that they both have to agree and they can't agree? Oh yeah. Good point. Uh, you know, on, on if say um, a beach house or a mountain home, one wants to keep it, the other wants to sell it. You know, I've, I've got situations where people have timeshares and they're in different states mm, and yeah. they didn't get them put into the trust, the revocable trust, so that they have to go open a probate estate in those states to be able to settle it. There's wow. all kinds of things if Lots you don't be careful about the ownership and, and all that sort of thing, if you're particularly in multiple states or even multiple counties. Well, it sounds like, you know, doing some conversation amongst the family mm-hmm. and yep. some pre-planning or planning <laughs> would go a long way to not having some of these possible complications when it comes to the house. Exactly. Yep. I totally agree. And that's where, you know, 
sitting down with someone who's got, you know, experience doing this is a great way to kind of stave off some of these things. And don't, like I said, don't undersell the value of good conversation within, mm-hmm. within your own family, because we all want to think the best of situations. You know, when we pass, our kids are going to be perfect to one another and everything is going to go smoothly. And, and a lot of times that is the case. And we certainly hope for that, but you have to be realistic. And sometimes when there's a legacy or something left behind, it can create some friction. So if mom and dad can really make those wishes well known and go through, you know, doing a will, doing a trust, if necessary, things of that nature, then it can make a a big difference in just having those conversations. Of course, and if you need help, you know, with the more technical side of it, which you will reach out to somebody like Mike. He's a financial coach. He's been doing this for a long time. So when it comes to the house, if you need some help, as you heard him say earlier, he's been working with mortgagers this year to do some refis for clients. He's got 40 plus years of experience in the industry. Give him a jingle before you take any action when it comes to a legacy plan with the home or the home in general, whatever the case might be. 336-668-4338 is how you reach out to him. 336-668-4338 before, again, you take that action. Uh, But when it comes to just listening to our podcast, we always appreciate your time. If you haven't hit the subscribe button on whatever platform you use, please consider doing so. You can find it on whatever app you like. Just type in Strategic Planning and you'll find the podcast. Or just find it all at Mike's website at spcinvesting.com. That is spcinvesting.com. Mike, my friend, thanks for your time as always. I hope you have a great day and keep working on those dad jokes. <laughs> we'll come out a little better next time. I <laughs> and look, that was an extra joke of the same type. That was fantastic. Didn't even intend it. Didn't, didn't even intend it. Great, great, great. Well, have yourself a good week, my friend, and I'll talk to you soon. Stay Thank safe you. and sane, folks. We'll see you next time here on Strategic Planning with Mike Flanders. So long. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.